0: Welcome to Keep the Game Beautiful Podcast. Each week, I highlight incredible people who are doing amazing things in soccer, the beautiful game. I'm Anna Turi, your host. Thank you for listening. Last week, I chatted with Ann Murphy, who coaches with Youth Rise KC. This is a project that United Soccer Coaches chose to help fund. Today's guest, Amanda Mitchell, talks a lot about applying for grants, or scholarships for any of your cool projects. Amanda is a great person that is always willing to help guide you when applying, deciding what to apply for, and so on. I know over the next few weeks, while being inside, some great ideas will be thought up. I encourage you to reach out to other coaches and brainstorm with them. Almost everyone she works with are volunteers that have an amazing love for the beautiful game. One of the reasons I do love Duke TIG it's because they are always giving back to the game. I know this year Duke is helping bring more coaches coaching classes for women in Iowa. Enjoy today's episode. Today's guest is Amanda Mitchell. Amanda is the Foundation Development Officer for the United Soccer Coaches. She helps with different foundations, fundraisers, and giving people money for cool projects. I wanted to bring her on today to chat about her work in the foundation, as well as ways to encourage and fund projects that build soccer. So is there any, any other gaps that you wanna fill
1: in? No, Anna, I just, I'm really excited to be here. Uh, excited to be in Baltimore um, here at our annual convention and love the fact that you, one, are doing this work um, at, the, at the young age of 14 and the impact you're trying to make on the game and I'm just excited that you sought me out and, and we can chat about um, the great work the foundation's doing and how we can further assist coaches and organizations around the world. So in my
0: podcast, Keep
1: the Game Beautiful, I always start with the same three questions. So first, what does the beautiful
0: game mean to you?
1: Oh, wow. Okay, so the beautiful game to me, there is nothing I enjoy more than an early morning on the soccer field where the sun is coming up, the tournaments haven't gotten crazy yet, and then throughout the day just seeing the joy that this sport brings to not only the athletes but their families. Um, I personally do not have any kids that play soccer and so being able to witness that from a different lens, um, that's what The Beautiful Game means to me is, is it brings people together from all walks of life, right? Everyone in the world, it is the world sport. And so the fact that it can bring people from different nationalities, speaking different languages, and they can all come together and, and understand this game and, and participate in it together, that's, that's the beautiful game to me.
0: What are actions or things you do to keep the game beautiful?
1: What I like to do to keep the game beautiful is keep it accessible whether that is helping players that can't afford um, to play on certain leagues getting them connected with access to to be able to do that Um, i also like to make sure coaches have have the tools they need and and the resources they need to be successful and be the best coaches they can united soccer coaches foundation we have a phrase that we like to enrich communities through powerful coaches you know, we want to give them the tools and education so that they can be the best that they can be. And, and that's how I, on a daily basis, try to show up and, and keep the game beautiful. Because through positive coaching and through being able to make your community a better place for the players and families that you serve, that is why I get up in the morning.
0: How do you encourage others to keep the game beautiful?
1: Oh, I encourage others to keep the game beautiful. It, it's 100% about positivity. Right, um, so often it's easy to fall into to, to a negative mindset, right, but, but just showing up and being positive is the best life lesson anyone can have. Um, and so anyone I speak to, yourself, other coaches we're meeting here in Baltimore, coaches that reach out via email, um, whatever we can do to assist them in their positivity and accomplishing their goals is, is what I'm here for. So to start, would you
0: describe your role a little bit and the foundation?
1: Absolutely. So again, I am the development officer for United Soccer Coaches. So my main role in that is running our foundation and philanthropic initiatives. So it is the place we like to to call it our coaches give space. So this is a place where coaches come together to support other coaches, and where coaches can also come to ask for assistance. Um, We oversee our grants and scholarships program, so if folks would like to apply to attend an advanced education course, attend convention, bring a course to their organization in their communities, I am the person that manages that pool of money to, to award those dollars. Um, and yeah, the foundation, it's really our philanthropic arm of United Soccer Coaches that finds opportunities to bring resources to communities. So it's where it's in a nutshell just where we house our Good Works projects. And if anyone out there listening to this podcast says, you know, from a coaching lens in our organization, we need access to resources, that's the desk that you call United Soccer Coaches and and you reach out to me.
0: Now if I understand right your work is kind of you raise money to give money to grow the game of soccer and its opportunities.
1: 100 percent. What are some of the impactful projects you've been a part of? So United Soccer Coaches Foundation through our annual grants and scholarships we do what we call our host a course opportunities where we partner with organizations and award them our charitable dollars to bring a coaching course to their community and those are some of the most impactful that I have felt being a part of and being able to witness because you truly get to connect with the coaches that are doing the boots on the ground work in these communities. They are serving typically low-income communities. You know, families that they serve are lacking resources in many aspects of their daily lives or have increased traumas in their daily lives of what they witness throughout their communities. And so those are those are the, you know, opportunities I have that really bring a smile to my face where you can just see the gratefulness of what they're going to be able to do because of this opportunity to have education. In addition, we were we were fortunate, now a second year in a row, to receive very generous funding from, from Target. $107,000 for this year in 2020. And those courses and the feedback that we get of how grateful organizations like YMCAs and Boys and Girls Clubs and nonprofits that are using soccer not just it's not the only mechanism, right? They're using soccer as a vehicle for social change, right? Those are the wonderful those bring the biggest smile to my face. Again, I always have a smile on my face with the work I do, but those are the ones I, I really that really tug on my heartstrings.
0: How have you seen the dollars raised by the foundation change lives?
1: You know, just The fact that we are able to reach out to someone that has asked for assistance and tell them, yes, we can help you, right there, the weight that gets lifted off their shoulders, right? Because typically it's a financial burden that they are having as to why they can't either advance their education, join us here in Baltimore to attend convention, or even an organization just wanting to educate their coaches, right? And so just the absolute wait that you just even hear in their voice over the phone that when you tell them they're getting an award right there you're seeing the change that you're making in communities and maybe the course hasn't even happened yet right but you know that because they reached out and because they asked for help and assistance we are we are literally changing lives in that moment
0: Do you think people always understand the work that you do and how you help people?
1: So that's one thing. um, My passionate committee and my, my board chair, we chat about that a lot of how we can make sure... Our coaches in our network and organizations across the country and even the world know that we are a resource, and it's something that we're always striving to be better at. And so it's opportunities like this, Anna, to come and be on your podcast and highlight the fact that that these resources are available. Um, you know, I meet a lot of coaches here at convention that, that have that aha moment of, oh my gosh, I didn't even know the foundation existed. And I say, well, we have an opportunity for you you know so so we can be better at it but but again it's through opportunities like this that we can further tell our story so my goal is that every coach every soccer coach around the world knows that we are a place to come and and ask for assistance if you need it we are a resource to help you accomplish your goals and go as a grow as a cro- coach and I, I do think you know again we we've we've made strides and gotten better but there's always that room to improve
0: can you tell me a little bit more about the committee and your volunteers
1: Yes, so I have a very passionate committee um, of about 17 people that a lot of them are past presidents of the association, have been members of this association for 50, some even 60 years, and they truly understand the history and the movement of what makes this organization so special. All of them literally credit this organization with the careers that they have been able to have as a coach. You know, Jeff Vanell, Jerry Yagley, Amanda Vandervoort, Ralph Pulson. These are folks that have, have been able to live their passion through coaching. And, and so, yeah, but they are. They're volunteer. They just have this fire in them of wanting to grow the game and in so doing that by lifting up coaches. They also are ones that understand that not every coach is coming to the career of coaching through the same lens, right? Some need assistance and they have that passion to also help the coach that's next to them, lift them up and bring them to be able to accomplish their goals, whether that's becoming a career coach, or whether it's, you know, they're uh, an executive director of a nonprofit and just needing resources. They, they my committee has this giving drive and giving heart. I am able to do the work I do because of those folks uh, that show up every day and volunteer and, and talk about the passion of helping other coaches. Do you ever struggle to find volunteers? I fortunately in this role have not struggled to find volunteers, however, um, in other work that I've done, you know, it it is a full-time job, you know, there's organizations and nonprofits out there that literally have full-time roles of of cultivating volunteers and making sure they they have those resources, and it it can be a struggle. Again, fortunately in this role, I'm very lucky that that hasn't been an issue yet. But again, being able to, to engage volunteers is, is something that every nonprofit uh, works at. And even outside of my role at United Soccer Coaches, this convention, Hundreds and hundreds of volunteers go into making this convention successful. And the work that our operations team does to pull this off, it is a, it is a year-round initiative to make sure we have the people um, and the resources to, to make this event successful. And so, again, we, we work on it day in and day out, finding volunteers for, for all the initiatives that we do, not just the foundation, but including convention and, and education mm-hmm. and everything else.
0: How could someone get involved with foundation work?
1: So if someone wants to get involved with the foundation, um, they can shoot me an email. It's a Mitchell, at UnitedSoccerCoaches.org, um, and then we can just start the conversation and we can we can see what you know what their interest is and and what they are passionate about and how they want to engage. It's also um, they can get on our website unitedsoccercoaches.org slash coaches give and that's where all of our information about our philanthropy is housed. So whether it's someone who wants to be involved um, as a potential coach who wants to give back to other coaches or if it's someone that they want to find out more resources on how they can take advantage of our grants and scholarships, All of the coaches can go to our Coaches Give page on the website and find out more information. But anyone can shoot me an email day or night, and we will make sure that we start the conversation and start that relationship and get them the resources they need.
0: When you consider a project to fund, what are some of the things you look for?
1: The selection committee really loves being able to hear the story of the coach. All of our successful applicants, the one thing they have in common is through their writing of their application, they are able to convey their why. And we are able to literally hear their passion leap off the page. And so, I would encourage anyone who's applying for either our resources or grants and scholarships elsewhere with other organizations, find that way for your passion to leap off that page because those are the applications that stick out, that become memorable, that the selection committee and myself enjoy reading. And those are the ones we ultimately usually end up funding.
0: I know many of your grants are due in August. When should people start to think about applying or looking at opportunities?
1: Yeah. So. Every every August, um, typically the first or second week is when we'll open our applications. And then they're open for about six weeks. But what I would encourage folks to do is don't wait till then to learn about our mission, to look at past recipients of what we've funded and find that connection to what we do that also connects to either them individually as a coach or the organizations that they work for. Um, get you know the pages are live right now. Go to coaches give on our website and and start researching what we do. The more they can prepare for that and not wait till you know the night before the applications do. Again, that that also will cue them up for success and and also start having having those conversations. Uh, the sooner you can do it. Again, I just I encourage folks not to wait. Just because the application isn't open, doesn't mean we. Can't can't have conversations and, and additionally our applications may not be open right now but if they were to reach out to me I may know another organization that does have a resource available right now and we can together work together to to find even additional opportunities so I encourage folks to just never wait just don't hesitate to reach out.
0: Do you have any workshops clinics or even mentors to help people apply for a grant?
1: Absolutely. So, one of the sessions we do here at convention is we do a fundraising 101 session. Um, That was yesterday. So, we had about 250, 300 people come and ask questions and hear from panelists about how to put together great applications, how to ask for funding. Um, There will be a kind of open workshop Q&A tomorrow Saturday from 10 to 12 at the foundation area in the pavilion where again it's it's more just about conversations right folks being able to ask ask questions additionally anyone again why I encourage folks to not wait out wait till the last minute is I, part of my role with the organization is, is helping folks not only apply for our resources, but to be successful in finding resources elsewhere. And so if I'm able to assist a coach and or an organization with their applications and what they're looking for, we are happy to do that. I also, through my committee, they are folks that have also been successful at fundraising and finding resources and so if I'm able to connect them with someone on my foundation committee that can be a mentor and, and help guide them we do that as well and so again it's encouraging folks to take the leap and take the advantage of the opportunity to, to reach out and and not be shy and and you know just shoot the email shoot take take the phone call right and we will we will make it happen
0: I saw that the endowment in your annual report was near a million dollars. What are endowment funds and how do they differ for, from other programs?
1: Great question. So our foundation has kind of two buckets of, of how we kind of house our funding. We have our non-endowed initiatives, which is like our target for the good of the game, which, which are dollars that we bring in every year that we give away every year, 100% of them, right? Our endowment is where money that is donated through that pipeline gets invested and the returns that we get off those investments are what fund grants and scholarships. So it's, again, just two pathways of of how we fundraise. Um, The interesting thing about the endowment is, yeah, they launched about 10 years ago and said, we wanna raise a million dollars. And now we have hit that mark, hit that benchmark, celebrated it. And so now forever the history of this organization, we know we will always have grants and scholarships available because that money is invested in the market. And again, the returns and gains we make off that will forever fund grants and scholarships in the names of those that have donated into that.
0: How much of the endowment do you try and spend in a year?
1: So this year we are awarding 38 uh, grants and scholarships, 16 for convention, 16 for education, and then we also have awarded five host-a-course um, applicants to, to bring a coaching education opportunity to their community. So we typically, the value of what we gift every year, just through our endowment, right, we have our other initiatives that we just talked about, um, but through the endowment that comes to about between fifty dollars and $60,000 every year.
0: Although most of the projects are in North America, I saw Ghana was also listed as a receiving support in the past. Does the foundation hope to support more grants elsewhere?
1: Absolutely. So we are open to applicants and hearing from coaches all over the world. We have awarded this year, one of our awardees flew all the way to convention from Kenya in Africa, right? We also have done projects in the past in Haiti. We also have a couple awardees this year that are from Canada and Mexico. So we truly are a global resource for soccer coaches. So no matter where you are in the world we want to hear from you and and provide you resources to to better yourself as a coach, better your teams, better your organizations and truly enrich your communities through that. How do you choose an awardee? So I have, again, we talk about volunteers. I have a very passionate selection committee of about 30 folks that every time, every uh, cycle, when all those hundreds of applications come in, they volunteer their time to read and, and rate and go through. And we do about three cycles. So we'll read all of them and kind of, okay, these are the top half that we think are great. And then we'll go through a cycle of read them again, cycle two, and, and we just step-by-step kind of keep the ones that are that are strong and then those are the ones that ultimately get selected by the selection committee and so yeah about about 30 volunteers go into selecting our grants and scholarships over that over that program.
0: I know some people have made gifts to special funds maybe to honor a specific coach could you share some of these funds and what they pay for
1: so absolutely. I will, I'll share a quick story of a fund we just announced last night at our foundation reception. So about in February of 2019, a group of coaches from New England reached out and a coach, one of their friends and, and longtime mentors had passed away. And they said, you know, one thing we would like to do to honor Matt Cushing's memory is to start a fund in, in his name. And so we put a plan together to raise about $25,000, which we did in, in about six months. It was very quick and very activated and very targeted and very successful. And so once we receive those dollars, then you know they become part of our forever grants and scholarships program. So... For the entire history now moving forward of this organization, there will be a scholarship in the name of Matt Cushing. And so every year they will select a coach from the New England area is what they identified. Each fund can kind of pick what their criteria is of who they they select. And so now for perpetuity, a coach from New England will always get a grant and scholarship in the name of Matt Cushing. Again to honor his legacy because he is unfortunately a coach that we lost too soon. And so for them to share that story last night and, and announce that we're able to, that what we accomplished and we're able to do that every year, it was truly impactful and we're very excited for that. So that's typically within the endowment, those 30 plus funds that we have in the names of folks, that's how they get started. And, and it's really just a great way to honor coaches that either have mentored you or just recognize the impact that they've had on the game. And so we're excited to be able to do that.
0: Over the past few years, there has been a growth in the advocacy groups. How does the foundation support these programs?
1: Again, another great question. Um, So we work hand-in-hand with our advocacy groups all the time because we also, again, they're, they're a great pool of coaches to be able to reach out to to highlight the resources that the foundation has. They also are groups of volunteer coaches that, that know the landscape of the communities in which they work and the advocacy groups that they represent and can connect us with coaches and organizations that are looking for resources. And so it's really a great collaboration between the foundation and the advocacy groups that make us both successful between the work that they're doing through their advocacy groups and also the work we want to do in helping coaches.
0: How can coaches use United Soccer Coaches program to maybe give coach education to their players or young coaches just getting started?
1: The thing I would encourage first step is get on our website, get logged in and set up your introductory membership. Right, so, 30 days, you'll be able to see all the resources that we offer, all the e-learnings, all the online diplomas, and really research, again, the other education diplomas that we offer. Um, and so that would be what I would encourage folks as their first step. And again, you you hit the nail right on the head of you're 14 and have done your goalkeeping one and two. We are open to anyone that wants to learn how to, or become better at coaching the beautiful game and so we are a resource for all there is no minimum age requirement anyone who wants to be involved in it we welcome you to join our our organization
0: if a donor came to you today with $10,000 and ask you to invest it in something to grow soccer. What questions would you ask to help them find a fund that fits their goals?
1: Yeah, so one, that would be an amazing day. Uh, (laughs) Let me know when that person stops by, if you you meet them. Um, But what I would do is we would sit and have a meeting and talk about what their mission behind what they want their dollars to go towards, and in hearing their story about why they're donating and what this organization means to them and why we were selected for their charitable contribution, then that's when I would share some of the different missions of the funds um, and find the perfect philanthropic opportunity that we have for their charitable dollars to have the most impact. Whether that's a name-endowed fund, whether it's our For the Good of the Game initiative, um, we will find the best fit for them to make sure that we honor their generous contribution.
0: I know some people would like to help, but they may not have the money. How else can they support the foundation?
1: So in fundraising, we have a phrase, we like to say time, talent, and treasure. It's not just about people donating money, right? Folks can donate time. They can volunteer. If they have a specific skill that can benefit the foundation in terms of um, maybe they're great at accounting and want to get involved with our committee and, and help with our investing and finances, um, there are many avenues to, to be involved in and get activated without just donating money. So again, folks, I like to encourage and say, you know, you can donate not only money, but that time, talent, and treasure. And so I would just encourage anyone that wants to be involved to reach out and we will find a place for you to to, to help us further our work in the coaching community.
0: What other things that can they do to volunteer with?
1: So we also have opportunities through the foundation and the projects that we fund. Um, Folks can volunteer to be on the selection committee. If they say, you know, I am passionate about helping identify those next group of coaches that we award grants and scholarships to, they can reach out to me. And if, if that's the best volunteer fit for them, they can they can serve in that capacity. We also, through a lot of our funding, have additional coach education opportunities where they may say, you know, it's, it's my full-time job to run my club, but I know there's this organization that serves an underserved community low-income community that that needs a course they can offer to volunteer to to partner with some of our instructors to to bring a course to their communities um no matter how they would like to be engaged we will make sure we find a place for them within our philanthropic movement movement and the foundation
0: do you ever turn down volunteers
1: so that's a very good question so Sometimes organizations—not even just United Soccer Coaches—but but there are times that we do have to turn down volunteers. Sometimes we we just have too many um, for the projects that we're currently doing. Now I keep a portfolio and say I will reach out to you when the next opportunity becomes available. Um, but typically, when we have to say no to a volunteer, it's it's typically because of something they've done that they are no longer eligible to to either work with kids or, or be involved in organizations. Fortunately for us, we don't have that happen very often, but that's typically the two scenarios where we have to turn down volunteers.
0: Can you share a bit about the recent goalkeeper trainer with LA Goalkeeping Academy and AYSO?
1: Yeah, so um, L.A. Goalkeeping Academy applied for a -a Host-A-Course grant last year, and so, again, the selection committee found their story and what they're trying to do in the L.A. area very impactful, and so we awarded them a -a Host-A-Course grant, and we were able to get one of our fantastic instructors, Micah Collins, out there to to teach the course in California. And so they did goalkeeping one and two. They also did a podcast while they were out there, um, just really sharing the story of not only our organization, but then, you know, about 30 coaches received their diplomas for for goalkeeping. And again, it's it's really these organizations taking the initiative to reach out and apply and, and look for resources.
0: Where are some other courses hosted?
1: all over the country. So we have courses coming up. We just wrapped up some courses in Florida. Um, through our target funding, we have 22 communities that'll be impacted this year from places, large places like LA and New York City, but then also you know, some smaller communities like Minot, North Dakota, right? And so we really try and make sure that we are hosting courses across the country so that coaches from, from all communities um, have an opportunity to attend.
0: Could you take a second and explain the target funding?
1: Yes, so our target funding that we receive helps support our Urban Soccer Initiative, which again, this year we received funding for 22 communities. And so what that allows us to do is bring educational opportunities to those, to organizations in those communities, um, so it's our developmental courses. So courses ranging from our urban soccer diploma, our four v four, our seven v seven, nine v nine, our eleven v eleven, even a special topics or, or goalkeeping. We can partner with organizations in those in those communities to again bring that free resource. And the beautiful thing about the generosity of Target with that funding is we will 100% be able to cover the cost for any coach that wants to attend. So it will be free for any coach in those communities to attend those courses.
0: How can someone learn if, if their community has target funding?
1: So yes, go to our coaches give page on our website and all the information is there. We also um, have information throughout the convention center today um, at the foundation pavilion. And so yeah, if they are from around those 22 communities, first step would be to shoot me an email or shoot me a phone call and and we'll start the conversation of of how we can bring the resources to to their community
0: where are some of the other corporations you've partnered with to promote their programs
1: so we are also we have some very passionate friends of the foundation. Adidas is one that we cannot thank enough for, for the support that they give. Again, we've talked about Target. Just last night, we announced a fund, a corporate fund for Subair, which is a field uh, turf organization that, that kind of does field, field maintenance. Additionally, we have Challenger Sports and College Fit Finder. Um, So many organizations see the value in what the foundation is doing and want that to also be part of their corporate philanthropy.
0: How How do your partners help you?
1: So some of them, you know, again, it's that time, talent, and treasure. Some of them are very generous and, and donate cash um, to support our grants and scholarships program and make an annual contribution. Some of them, when we have organizations reach, reach out to us and say, I'm a coach, and and if I don't get new soccer balls, I, I can't do my work. And so some of them say, hey, Amanda, here's a, here's a 24. 25 soccer balls in a ball bag. Please gift those to that organization that reached out to you. Um, Some of them, again, volunteer their time to just help our philanthropic movement. Um, And so, again, corporate organizations can be involved in a multitude of ways with, with our philanthropy and the foundation.
0: I know we talked with a high school coach briefly before we started recording. How can teams benefit from either running a fundraiser to support existing projects or apply for money to maybe do a local outreach project?
1: I would encourage organizations to to think about what they want their community impact to be. And if there's a project a team wants to do, or even if it's just needing funding for new uniforms, really kind of think about how they're going to to raise those dollars. And, and think about partners within their communities that match the mission of what they're doing. Um, a lot of times in fundraising, there's organizations that don't take the time to plan how they're going to ask for money and what we highlighted in our fundraising session even just yesterday is it does take planning and it does take doing your homework and it does take thinking about the intentional right donor for the project that you want to do and so I would encourage any organization that says we want to start or continue to find additional resources and funding how they can make intentional preparations and prepare to because then ultimately that's what's going to make them successful um within their local communities and, and with their fundraising goals
0: so we've made it to our final question what do you hope people remember about your impact to soccer and the world
1: i love coming on podcasts like this but me personally i am able to do the work i do because of the folks i'm able to do the work on behalf of the volunteers my committee um you know, the other folks in the national office. So my hope for the impact that we make is I hope people remember the foundation over me as an individual. And I hope anyone that's ever received resources, a grant and scholarship from us, support from us, I hope they look back and say, because I reached out to the foundation, this not only enriched me as a coach, it enriched my ability to further support our players, further support our communities. and that's the impact i hope it makes you know we hear all the time from from past awardees and and organizations that we partner with on an ongoing basis and you know i know it sounds kind of cheesy but they do truly understand and can believe and tell the story that because of the opportunities with the foundation, this changed their lives and changed the lives of, of those that are in their programming. And and that's really the impact I, I hope people remember. They don't need to remember Amanda Mitchell. I want them to remember United Soccer Coaches Foundation and how they were able to further the beautiful game by what the foundation was able to do for them.
0: Amanda and everyone she works with have a huge love for the game many being volunteers that give up their precious time. If you are any way curious or unsure about grants or scholarships, use Amanda as a resource. After listening to this, it is quite obvious she would love to help you. Keep brainstorming ideas over this break. And know Amanda and all of the United Soccer Coaches staff want to help you be better and help better the game. And until I see you next week, remember to keep the game beautiful.